and can't commit Decommit like top 100 ESPN prospects Cause how much they deposit set of values mom and top and I wanna leave a legacy that's relatively meaningful to my mixed babies and brag by my family who always want the best of me. I find a woman, but no woman satisfies my need. When I tell my future kids I used to do this, they'll probably start laughing cause now my chin is sagging. So I'll show them the videos of my boss just to show them the times that the daddy used to be rapping, huh? Double tapping beats my old rhythm and my flow And you can see my happiness grow in front of your eyes You got two of them to see it twice You know it's coming every week So there's no premature in your eyes Bish That means come <laughs> In your eyes I, I think everybody again. Now you are playing Often beats with Clint. Ew. We had to have those moments to have these differences. God damn it. What the fuck? Welcome to episode 16 of Often Beat. Long time no see or no uh, habla. Is that English? Does that mean speaking? Or here? Nah, I don't... Not 100% sure, to be honest. But welcome to episode 16! Sorry, still adjusting this fucking mic. But yeah. <sighs> you know, sometimes uh, when you unveil the curtain, you slip out of the shower. And, uh... You fall on the sink area where all the toothpaste has been just storing in your sink because you brush your teeth very aggressively. Like very aggressively. Like your gums probably um need some ore gel because you're just good teeth though. It's my shiny teeth and me. They are fairly shiny. They're like my attractiveness. I would say my teeth are about like 7.2 out of 10. Pretty reasonable. Now this world, you know, I'm pretty realistic with myself. Um, unlike Caitlyn Jenner, who um actually believes her plan for to solve the homeless crisis in California when she becomes a governor, or at least when she wants to, which um it's kind of hard to be part of a governing body, but you don't care to, you know govern the bodies on the streets in a real humane way like um unlike the humanity you show towards the person you killed in a DUI which kind of accelerated the process to you all of a sudden transforming to a woman ironically but whatever apparently her plan is to place all the homeless people into an open field like, they're just some cows just sucking on each other for milk. Yeah, because if you just put a bunch, 60,000, let's just be generous, which is probably more, but let's just say you put 60,000 people in just open fields and treat them like they're not a human. Um, instead of actually maybe trying to do things better to, you know, give humans a more humane way of surviving. Not having to be homeless in a lot of cases. 
You don't treat humans like cattle. Throw them in an open field. And like, oh, your community service, like they're prisoners, is uh, make sure the fields are cut. Make sure, you know, probably grow little farms and they'll probably try to say, oh, we're going to use them for, you know, uh, a way to contribute back to society. Um, And then probably underpay them, probably not pay them at all and just pay them with, you know, everyday livelihoods that we take for granted in America. But you will use that as their form of currency and not have to pay them actual money to actually progress in a way that, you know. Give them a way to get out of homelessness. But what do I know? I'm just ignorant fuck. You know what? It's okay. I'd rather be ignorant fuck than just be thrown into a fucking field. Like where li- like people are literally your property. How can someone be a governmental property if they don't even own anything? That the government property can tax. Like if you're a homeowner. Like yeah you pay for the home. But like you know. You don't have full autonomy. On what happens literally. Once you go to the sidewalk. Or once you go on the gravel road. In your neighborhood. Like nah. Like that's typically. You know governed by. The county. Department of transportation. It goes back to. The central piece of government. But somehow now. Governments can now control people who don't even own anything. Who literally are struggling just to stay awake. Who are literally struggling just to survive day-to-day life. And you're going to try to force them to make them a quote-unquote. Your way of being a functional member of society is throw them into a field. And then what happens? Still the same shit. Still going to rain. It's still going to be cold. It's still going to do all that fuck shit. Weather happens. Mother nature happens. Two things you can't prevent in this world. Mother and nature. Because yeah, whether they're in your life or not. You had to come out of a woman. Which by default makes her your mother. And nature will always take its course. Hence mother nature. Nature versus nurture. Well, doesn't really matter at this point. Because guess what? You're neither. There's animals. There's freaking... There's domestic cats... That apparently will get treated better than domestic people in this world. Now look, it's not even the whole debate of, yes, there are people that are homeless because they have drug issues, they have mental issues, some people are down their luck, some people, you know, of course there's always variations of why people are homeless. But there's also variations of people, types of people, that have functional ways of living. Just because you own a house doesn't mean you're a functional human being. You just know the things to do to be able to function affording a house or to be able to maintain a house. That doesn't mean you're any more functional than someone who's homeless. For the most part, yes, you have to be a civil or functional human being to own a home or to even rent a place or to own a car. Or, you know, to be able to afford groceries or do everyday, just have everyday necessities that you may need if need be. But let's not, let's not get it fucked up and just think that everyone that's homeless is there just because the assumption is they're lazy, they don't want to work. Sure, there's always going to be cases where that's the truth. 
There are also cases of people that do work that are more lazy than people that are homeless people. But they, they could just be happen to work at a place that puts up with a lot of their lazy shit. A lot. It's, you know, and it's really frustrating, not to get too serious here, but it's really frustrating when I saw that. Like, I read that story, and I almost couldn't believe it. It looked kind of, I was like, this has got to be like some clickbait story. Like, one of those clickbait stories where you're reading, like, a Yahoo article, and at the bottom has, like, all those little squares with, like, eight ways to deepen your semen count, and then under it'll have sponsored. It's like, why would you pay 2000 bucks to sponsor a semen? Eight ways to increase your semen. Who wants to, like, actively increase their semen? I mean, I guess if you produce no semen, then by all means, you can see, man. But I don't understand why... You would, like, how many different ways can you increase your semen? I mean, I figure, like, you know, I understand you could boost your testosterone and may increase your semen. I mean, but increasing your semen doesn't always directly correlate if you're trying to reproduce. It's about the quality of your semen. So is it increasing the volume of intensity of each little semen or just the mass? Because let me tell you from experience, just because you could produce mass semen aimlessly, doesn't mean you got more to offer. Take that home with you, like those kids. And by the way, now you're going to throw homeless kids in the fucking field, you fucking cunt. Yeah, see, here's the thing that as a man or woman, that will never discriminate. It will never discriminate. You'll be treated equal. When you treat people... Like they're less than human. It doesn't matter if you're a man or woman. There's no pass for you. At least in my book and I think even in most people's book. No, It's so awkward when you go to places. When like you just go to your local coffee shop, Starbucks, wherever the fuck. And you just see people who treat certain. They treat people that they view as less than them. Based off because of a job they work or how much they make. Which is kind of weird that we correlate how much money someone makes. Like, if someone makes $4 less than you, all of a sudden you feel you could treat them like they're $4 less than you. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because you know what? You're, a, you're one month of being out of work from having probably the same amount of money in your savings account as a person that makes $4,000 or $4 hour less than you. But whatever. Don't shoot the messenger. Ah! But what I find... But one thing that's universal, I think between most, it's so awkward when you go to places like a Starbucks or a Dunkin' or just Kroger, it doesn't matter, name the fucking place you want. Long John Silver's, you know, they're probably not even a business anymore. There's nothing more awkward and a weird feeling when someone as a customer feels like they deserve the center of attention. When they literally feel like they're the center of the earth. Like, um, that's when, like, sometimes, like, Isaac Newton just needs to come out and smack some gravity on these bitches. Just to remind them that you can be brought down, too. It don't matter the weight of your words. It don't matter the weight of the ego in your head that's unwarranted 95% of the time from these people. It's unwarranted egos. Those are the... Those are the most, ooh, like, if you're going to be having that type of ego, 
Like, you you better be on some shit. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. I digress. But nothing's worse than when you're around people that treat specific groups of people less than them. It is the weirdest, oddest feeling. And when you really think about it, someone like Caitlyn Jenner, if she were to become governor, just throw people into a field. I understand the homeless people filling streets. It's not a great look for businesses. People can't walk through. But you know what? Things don't happen by accidents. There's not there's not a skid row that's at full-fledged the way it is by accident. There is a history. You know, you could look up the history of how really Skid Row naturally developed. Why the California homelessness issue, and really all across the country, is at an all-time high. And why it is very hard to control homeless, the homelessness crisis. The issue is go to the origin. You don't want a lot of homeless people on the streets. Do better to create opportunities where even the most desolate of situation homelessness, at least there's optimism. Not just giving them a job, but truly giving an opportunity to truly give people the opportunity to get out of the situation, to at least be in a comparable situation where they have a chance to strive. You could give someone a job, but if they're 20000 in debt, you give them whatever shit job, it's not going to do anything. Now, granted, people put themselves in situations. I'm all about accountability. But if we are going to just talk about throwing people into a field, we some there has... Like, that's typically a last resort, and that's not a good last resort. Whatever, man. It's just, that shit uh, kind of curls my toes, man. It really does. The audacity that people can, like, people can just say shit. And no one bats an eye. It's funny how we always... And the reality is, my opinion, is that a lot of people that are homeless could have, if, a lot of people that are homeless, in my opinion, because I have had, um, it's been a few years, but when I used to go, um, me and my friend Myron, shout out to Rest in Peace, he used to be a DJ, that used to be really his side hustle, we worked at a job together, but his real passion side hustle was being a DJ, he was like in his 40s, and we would go, uh, I would basically help set up his equipment, you know, get the experience, I was kind of learning behind him some things, go, go to these parties, have a little fun, blah, 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 and sometimes we go to these downtown spots in Atlanta, I remember one night specifically, we went to this um we went to this hotel called the loft in downtown atlanta it's not too far from um it's not too far from the police center over there or at least one of them and you know I, it was like after an hour i was again kind of you know i remember it was a it was a tuskegee university um kind of 20-year reunion of graduates and stuff, like, people that graduated 20 years ago from Tuskegee University, they were having, basically, like, a reunion in the lobby of the loft. Whew, a lot of good dancing there. And they were having a catering from, um, 
this uh, Chinese place, which is the weirdest thing to have Chinese catering at a Tuskegee University reunion at the loft. A lot of things don't match up there, but I've just never seen Chinese be the catering service for any type of school reunion of anything. Seems like odd choice. Typically, you do like wedding catering or you just do like basic stuff. But, so I would go walk around the ATL. I'll go walk around, you know, Atlanta a little bit. Not too crazy. Like a few blocks. I I would even, I remember that night specifically, I walked down, all the way down to Centennial Park, right by the Waffle House and the big old Ferris wheel. I I used to love walking down there when I would go there a few times a year. Just walk around that area. And... I remember by this one parking garage, there was this homeless guy. I just, he stopped by and, you know, he was asking for money. Like, and, you know, I just gave him, I gave him 20 bucks. Didn't think nothing of it. But he kept like, saying, you know, it's been, he didn't really um start. He, he gave him the 20 bucks and I thought he was following me because he wanted to follow me for a little bit because he was trying to get more money, honestly. And I was trying to be nice, but, you know, I was trying to be like, all right, you know, hey, I gave you the money. But then I noticed he just started crying. He started breaking down and crying. And I asked him, I turned around, I was like, hey, man, I know life's hard right now. I was trying to be encouraging. I didn't say anything exemplary. Like, I don't know what to say to someone. I'm not in that position. I've never been homeless, per se. But I could be very compassionate towards people that are. He just started crying. And he didn't look like, I'm going to be honest, he didn't look like, you know, someone who was on drugs. He wasn't, like, missing teeth. He wasn't, he wasn't dressed in this, like, dirty clothes or nothing. He didn't smell terrible. Like, to be honest, like, the things you would stereotype with homeless people, he didn't really necessarily fit the bill. But the man started crying. And, you know, I remember I asked him, like, hey, you know, everything will be, I, I'll tell him everything, work out for itself. I'm not a religious man, but I tell him you just got to believe in God and all that stuff. And he's like, you know what we as homeless people really want? People that are in these streets, people that have been down on their luck, you know. What we want more than anything. We just want someone to talk to. Because when you realize when you. So I started to get to know his story a little bit. I sat down with him on his blanket. It was like right by this gift shop area by the corner. It was like the corner. It was like a couple blocks away from like that middle area. Where there's like a Jimmy John's. And there's like a few other little. Restaurants, a pizza place, blah, blah, blah. And I was just sitting there with him. And he was telling me about how he, his wife, um, left him because he lost his job. He lost his job. And the reality is in a couple months, if he didn't find a job, they were going to have to move and downsize. 
and they had kids together. They had one kid like that was eight years old, and they had a couple of the kids that graduate that like are semi adults. They were in the late twenties, so they were together for a long time. This man lost his job, and I won't forget when he said a month after he lost his job, she. God. The month after he lost his job, he was out. He went to go get groceries for her one day for them. He came back to the house and she was pulling out of the driveway. And when he pulled in, he asked, like, hey, where are you going? And she told him directly as she's driving off in their car. That she's leaving him. She's leaving him. Divorcing him. And. She drove off. Of course he's hurt and stuff. Like. He's thinking like maybe she's overreacting. She's stressed or whatever. Then literally a couple hours later. She calls him. And tells him. That she's leaving him. For another man. Saying that. She's not going to downsize her lifestyle. This is someone that he's been with. By doing the math. At least 20 plus years. This man loses his job. He had a stable job. And she leaves him. Because. He couldn't provide a the period of time, the same level. Some that he's probably provided her for the past 10 or 15 years of their marriage. And she's leaving him. Because this man was down his luck for one month. He said that put him in depression. Where he started drinking all the time. Felt like he wasted 20 years of his life. Felt like he... He started paying for sex, prostitution, like a lot. Like, he gave me a number, and I was like, holy fuck. I believe he spent, like, 20K in two months. Because he was like, well, fuck, if I don't have her, what do I need this money for? We built all this together. She's going to divorce me and take half of it anyways. Then his house ended up um, getting evicted or whatever, losing the house. Then he couldn't find any other job to pay him the way nearly what he was getting paid before. Then he's hooked on drugs, spent a lot of money on crack, spent a lot of money on drinking. This man just like that, just like literally in a three to four month span, had what everyone would perceive it perceive of what he has as all. And it's gone. Just like that. Some at the time I was what 19 or 20 years old. And I'm walking these streets. I'm not even being funny when I say walking these streets. But I'm walking around. And that moment really like I've always. I like the thing I've always been compassionate for the most part and things like that. But like that moment really 
made me see that this that this whole thing that we get enamored with that we think is important and I would like to have a family one day and all that stuff and have kids and seeing that it really kind of opened my eyes at how fortunate we are and how fortunate how things sorry I lost my word that's that's who I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, no, I'm not really crying, but it, it does make me feel something like as a man, like if I was with a woman for 20 years and I've done my part and everything, or at least I feel I have. And then one day she just leaves me because I lose my job or something like, you know, look, man, you can't, I, I understand it's one side of the story. There probably was other things in their marriage and stuff. You know, you do have to be fair in that aspect, but just off the perception, the commitment that she was just willing to leave like that, I didn't know what to think. I was like, whoa. It kind of, you know, in a good way, it brought my, it made my naivety mine at the time because, you know, I was one of those, you know, if she really loves you, she loves you. And I do still believe that, of course, you know, you don't want to overreact to other people's situations story, but it does remind you that, man, it's, it's cold out here, man. Those chill bumps will hit you. The forearms, the shoulders, your bank account could be a, could freeze your account and it could freeze your mind. It could freeze your life. And what really what's really unfortunate about it is as a man, even though I've never been in this situation and I was like 25 years younger than him, if I had to guess, is that for some reason I felt him and I understood him. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you relating to something that makes, that you haven't experienced yet, but just cause like, I felt like as a man, even as a young man, even when some when you interact with older men who have experienced a lot of shit, and although you haven't experienced it yet, but you see them deal with stuff, and then you look at yourself and be like, if I was like, you've dealt with either like a smaller situation of that, and you're like, whoa, this man's dealing with the real version of this shit. And you start thinking in your head is like, is that pain, is is those type of things in life inevitable? Or are those things happening to this person because strictly their life decisions or their things in this life that is, man, you're just going to, it's going to happen to you. Now, I think as a woman too, like in like a 21 year old, you know, IG thought, I know. But whatever. But like a 21-year-old IG thought can probably sympathize, even though they come from complete different parallels of the world, could deal with a 50, can see a 50-year-old person who was married since they were 20 years old. For 30 years, they were married. And then 
you know, their husband leaves them. Like, I don't care who you are. There's certain things, like, you just imagine. Then you put yourself in their shoes. Like, if I was in the same as that situation and my wife left me because of that, would I even, would I have self-destructed the way this man did? And, you know, I couldn't say yes or no. I would like to think at that age I would be able to handle stuff better, but if that would have happened to me at 20 years old, yeah. Like, at that point in my life, if that happened to me, and I was in that same situation at 20 years old, yeah, I would have been self-destructive as a motherfucker. And I think most would, because it's a very, very traumatic and hard thing to deal with. And so when I hear Kaylin Jenner just treat people who are down on their luck and just throw them in, and just throw them just in the middle of nowhere to get them away from society to act like the reason why you're putting them there is because they're holding back the potential or they're giving a bad look to America. When if you go to any other countries, there's homelessness everywhere in the world. Like in America, we have this thing where we make it. Oh, God, I'm going on a rant. Whoo, I'm going on a rant. Didn't even mean to. Going down the alley. <laughs> in America, we have this tendency to think that we are the only, like, we think we're, like, so fucking special. We really think, like, we're the only ones with the issues that we have in this country that, like, no other country has. Do we create a lot of our issues? Sure. So does every, essentially every issue in the world is technically self-inflicted because you either haven't learned from your own history shit, so you keep repeating them, or it's people being self-inflicted, self-destructive. We keep fighting with, you know, one country because we can't seem to settle shit from 200 years ago because we need to place dominance to remind them that, hey, we're badass motherfuckers. Don't fuck with us. Like We have this tendency to realize, like, yeah, we have homeless people. So is every other fucking country in the world. And the ones that have very little amount, there's probably a reason. Because the ones that are either on the borderline of being homeless or not, there's probably programs for them to progress and get out of that. Something we don't really have here. We're just like, ah, we'll just throw them in a hotel for a month and just trap them in there. Which I guess is better than nothing. But you're not really helping them from getting out of homelessness and creating an income or just creating a life for themselves. Like the... You know, I also don't believe it's the government's job to fix people's issues by any means. But if you're going to complain about it, and if you're going to make very, very brass decisions and treat humans as less than humans, then that's when it starts to, ugh. That's when, that's when that shit starts to piss me off. Because I guess, that because he's not the only homeless person I've talked to. Every time I've gone out, I've at least, I made an effort when I walk past a homeless person. It's just talk to them. And me and this guy, I guess I'll finish the story real quick. This long, drawn out story that I could have told in two minutes. So I, I let him keep the 20 bucks. I was like, you know what, man? Follow me. And we went by this big McDonald's in downtown or wherever nearby. And I bought him, I bought him some food and I just sat there and talked with him. Look, man, and to be honest, I, 
I don't know what he did with the 20 bucks. He may have went and bought alcohol. He may have went and bought drugs. But that's not the point. That's not why you give is to worry about how they spend it. You're not the government to worry about how you spend your, how someone spends your money. As a human being, if we're really about giving to each other, really about helping each other when down, it's like when you lend a friend money. When you lend a friend money and you don't ask for it back, right? If you were truly about not having it back, you better not be sitting there monitoring how they spend their money hovering over their head that defeats the whole fucking purpose if you aren't willing to lose money if you aren't willing to lose whatever you're willing to give then don't give it you give it away and you let whatever they feel they need do what's best for them do what's best for them but you know just sitting there talking with him I believe I probably at least talked with him 45 minutes an hour He's taught me about life and well, he didn't taught me about life, but he was just, you know, like some people, I feel like when we're down on a look of most, it's almost like, like when I've been at lowest moments in my life, I do have this tendency to kind of make up for whatever I'm feeling to kind of give other people more advice than I want to receive. Like when I feel less of myself, I actually want to kind of make myself feel better than make myself feel more worthy and stuff that make me feel like I actually know what the fuck. I'll actually, in other people's situation, I feel much better helping them out and giving them advice. And this dude was actually trying to give me advice and giving me like little snippets of life. And he's the one that quote unquote lost everything. And I didn't have anything to lose at that point. I was just like 20 years old, had a job. I was doing this for fun. Like I was just, you know. I was a fit motherfucker, though. Who had them biceps? Now, the only thing I'm curling is girls' toes. If you get that reference. But, neither here nor there. So, yeah. I would advise, like, to anyone out there that has this immediate judgment when you see homeless people. All I would say is, actually sit down and talk with them. And, you know, then give them money, but just sit down and talk with them. Don't just give them money and buy them food. Like, go and, when you get food somewhere, sit down with them and talk with them. Spend 30 minutes of your day. Because that may be the most human, genuine human interaction they will get that day, that week, that month. Because they're going to have a bunch of people pass them on the streets that treat them less than or throw money at them, or they know give them money out of sympathy. But genuine human interaction is like what's most needed for survival. And the saddest part of being homeless, I would assume, is the fact that it's the human interaction, in real genuine human interaction, because you either feel if strangers are talking to you, They either feel bad for you, they look down on you, or you're talking with, generally, the people you talk to are probably going to be other homeless people because that's who you're typically around because you're the only people who understand the struggles you're going through in daily life. It's funny we live in this culture of don't judge, 
you know, to never judge. You never know what someone's going through. But then, like, a week later, all they are is talking about how if you don't have, if you ain't helping me make money, you're losing me money. It's like, eh, it's no one's job to help you make money but yourself. And if taking 30 minutes out of your quote-unquote privileged day to talk to someone is way too much for you, then also don't be out here talking about how I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to live their best life and all this stuff. But then you treat people that are quote-unquote less than you like they're less than you. Because a lot of us, I think a lot of people have the misperception of homelessness or just poverty in general. Is that like 80 to 90% of us are in, are a random getting fired and being out of a job for two to three months of being poverty, being in poverty. Like, a lot of us think we have, like, more money than we have. Like, you may think you have some money in savings, but if you have any responsibilities of any type, you are a couple months of not working. You could be a random injury. You could be having shit going on in your life. You are one small thing away from being just like the people that you, quote, quote, look down on. God, I'm getting real preachy here for no fucking reason. I'm in no position to preach. I won't even say I'm preaching. I really think, God, I've been going 36 minutes about Caitlyn fucking Jenner wanting to throw homeless people into the firewood and just light it up. Because really, it's I, when you think about what the intention is, it's to throw them in isolation, even more isolation from society than they already feel. How are people going to get out of homelessness when you're isolating them from the society that they're of the situation they're in getting out of that doesn't make any damn sense like unless like unless the point is because if your assumption is that homeless people or people who are on the poverty line or people who have very little no money is that they don't have the skills the requisite to make a living Unless your intention is building like camps, it's almost like a restart on life. It's almost like you stay here for six months and we're going to teach you how to really get back on your feet. And it's like a whole program. Like, and you know, you just tax more American dollars or redirect taxes of what we use towards now that maybe we don't need and redirect it to make a better society for people. If you truly, if your real intention is to reduce homelessness and to have more quote-unquote productive members of society, which I like how we like to use that term just when it's homeless people because they're not quote-unquote productive members of society. But let's remember, just because you have a job and make any type of money, whether it's small or big, it doesn't really mean you're a productive member of society. Like, because if you're doing a job that's technically harming more people than helping, you're not really productive. It's kind of unproductive in the grand scheme of things. But, hey, don't shoot me. Um, Unless the intention is in this quote-unquote field, you're going to have, like, a whole workshop where people can maybe learn, like, 
um, skill sets of a specific type where the starting wage will be higher. Or even just learning, like if people have a learning disabilities, to learn how to actually learn because that probably is an issue beyond that. Or it could just be simple to recover from whatever damage they've done to themselves from alcohol, drugs, blah, 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 etc., have maybe learn financial literacy to an extent, which is something they don't teach in school. Which really, if you tie a lot of simple things in school like health, financial literacy, people probably wouldn't have as many drug issues as we have. We probably wouldn't have as many health issues we have. Wouldn't have as many people that don't understand financing in any sense in the manner. Like, I'm not even talking about like percentages and putting stuff in the uh, savings where it grows X percentage a year. I'm talking about like people literally don't know the difference between how the budget themselves just so they can stay afloat, stay even. Like there's people, there's actual families and people that are barely getting by because for the simple fact of there's not a, they're not bringing enough income to even supply groceries, rent, and etc. Then there's people who make more than enough, but they think, oh, well, I make X amount more. So that means I can spend X amount more, but you don't prepare for the unexpected. Car breaks down. Shit happens in your house. Um, you, you, have to, yeah, you have to be out of work for a couple weeks because you break your leg. Like, the unexpected is what really fucks people up. And it's, you know... This shit's really passionate to me for a lot of reasons. Because for people that they're just okay with it because it's to their convenience. Because you're tired of walking in the metropolitan, your local metropolitan city. You're tired of walking You're tired of walking in downtown Atlanta or downtown LA or Austin, Texas or New York. And because it bothers you that you see some people... They're literally struggling out there to keep warm because it doesn't bother you that people are struggling to keep warm or the, you know, afford to feed themselves. It struggles you because it's It annoys you because uh, they're getting in the way of me going across the street on this crosswalk because they're sleeping in the middle of the sidewalk instead of to the side. Like, go fuck yourself. It's called go around. When you see... when See, I'm not even going to use that analogy because... But, like, you know, if you see something occupying the middle of the sidewalk and you don't want to step on it because it's a human being or you don't want to step on it because it may make your shoes dirty if it's, like, you know, a puddle of mud or something... Or you don't stamp, you don't step on an ant pile just because it's in your way. Now nah, you probably step over it or go around it. It's a human being there. Go around it and go about your night or your day. I'm sorry it bothers you that people are struggling while you just went to your local comedy club and spent thirty bucks to watch B minus comedians. And your biggest complaint now is like, oh my god, they were so toxic. Oh my god, they were so sexist. Oh my god, he was so not funny. All he did was make jokes about rape and pedophilia. 
even though you're a victim of both, but whatever. Um, and it's really, I don't even know what more to say. I would say is if you, I'll conclude this whole Caitlyn Jenner thing with this. If your solution is throwing people into a field, maybe you should go back on the track. That was terrible. Because we wouldn't even know what she would compete in. Do I think, uh, see, it's ironic, you know, I'll go on Caitlyn Jenner for a little bit. It's funny how she's not really for transgender in sports, which I don't think you should have cross-transgender competing in different genders because if you identify as one, you, you know, you know, whatever. But it's, typically, if you're transgender, you're not anti-transgender, you know? Um, but I think the interesting thing with her... Is that she's not for, she's not really for gay marriage. Still. Because she's not gay. But if Caitlyn Jenner's a girl now, she's not gay. So that means she's into men. But technically, you know, his. The body mint is still a guy because I believe he still has his penis. It's a very contradicting thing. Not even trying to be funny. That just whole, how can you be against gay marriage, but you literally just switch genders? But whatever. Um, But yeah. It's just, it's frustrating. It really is to watch a lot of people just make irrational decisions for massive groups of people. It's like, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying that you want the streets full of homeless people. I understand it's not good for tourists. It's not good for people moving in, stuff like that. It's like, well, here's the thing. If you have so many people where you are that there's even not enough housing to provide and people are literally living on the street or you get a homeless issue because of the way your infrastructure is or because... You know, for whatever reason, you have a lot of homeless people. There probably shouldn't be people moving in to your state or your city anyways. You haven't even fixed the problem that is there. So you're going to add more people to just literally walk around these people like they don't exist. Then they go down the street and treat them like less. What the fuck is wrong with you people? All right. So I wonder if Caitlyn Jenner. If in her prime, when she was Bruce, at the look of the times, which she or he, he at the time would have beat Shakari Richardson. I still think Shakari would have whooped that ass. She's fast as fuck. But, alright. I think I'm gonna, I'm, I just had this whole episode dedicated to the homeless. Shout out to the homeless, and um, if any of y'all listen, which I doubt for obvious reasons, um, unless I get big one day. Yeah. Oh, I will say, I will say this though. I I will say I don't think it's us as citizens' responsibility to have to provide for the homeless. That's not what I'm saying. 
But the very least you can do is just treat them like human beings. I don't care what your assumption is or whatever. When you have assumptions of everyday people that you go in the stores, you go to work, you're driving on the road and shit. We have assumptions of literally everyone we come across. But you know what you don't do? Just because you have assumptions, you don't project your assumption to make someone feel less than maybe what they're already feeling. The world has already put them down. Our job as people is to lift them up even a little bit, just a little. No, you know what? I can't buy you a house. I can't buy you a car. I can't, you know, give you $10,000 To get you back on your feet and to get an apartment. No, I can't do that because most of us just can't financially do that. And that's a lot to ask for. But you can sit down. You could go to the gas station. Buy a couple hot dogs from the quick trip. You could even go like and you could go into a grocery store. Buy him some non-perishable canned foods. Well, they don't probably have can openers. But maybe buy him a can opener too. You know, you could buy, you know, you can do a lot. It's no, it's really no excuse, man. I know I'm sounding like a utopian Gen Z, but you know, I am a believer in always doing more for those who are less fortunate than you. Because no matter how less fortunate you think you got it, let me tell you, you don't. Because if you have the opportunity to listen to me, that either means you have a mobile device, it means you have a it means you either have a laptop or a PC. You you are able to access YouTube, you're able to access whatever podcast streaming. And if you are able to have any of those things in your access, you are more than fortunate. In other words, go open your fortune cookie, read it to yourself. And then go fuck yourself if you're fortunate enough to fuck yourself. All right, guys, that is episode 16 of Often Beats. It's been about a week. Um, and uh, shout out to the homeless and um, pray we all stay not homeless. All righty. Titties. Boo, yeah. Oh, also remember, go follow uh, the IG, Off and Beat. Go follow the tube and subscribe. Uh, go follow TikTok, my Snapchat. And uh, remember, go, uh, go suck some titties. Peace. Ooh.